some way, somehow, you found the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. It's the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. Uh, for today's episode, we are going to talk about discovery. That is, how is it that we discover music? Uh, we talk about a lot of the music we love in this episode and music we <laughs> we also don't love so much. Um, but we haven't talked a lot about where we find this stuff. I know I get questions from listeners that I've met in person who have said, for the playlist challenge, how do you guys know that <laughs> that much about those songs? Or how do you even know those songs? I've never heard about them before. So we thought it'd be kind of cool to sort of um, pull back the curtain and talk a little bit about how we discover music and also how that has changed historically. Was the way we discovered music when we were kids the same as we discover it now? What's the future of music discovery when you talk about AI and, and the algorithms when it comes to streaming services? So we'll get into all of that. Plus, a little bit later, we'll have another edition of the Playlist Challenge. But first, there's something that has happened recently in the sort of music universe um, that Tank and I have been sort of talking about uh, off off the show and and we really think it's worth some time digging a little deeper into it. Particularly, Tank has got some thoughts and he, he wants to share them. Yeah. 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 I think that's a safe, yeah. safe statement. So <clears throat> we've, uh, Ian and I talked about if we wanted to even address this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I really wanted to talk about a little while ago, but we weren't recording. So I'm like, oh, let's just let it go and whatever. You know, and I'm still not sure that we wanted to spend much time on it because it's, it's political, and we said um, 10 episodes ago, mm-hmm. that's not what we're going to do. And we are making an honest effort to avoid it, but um, it's almost impossible to completely separate music and politics. You know, you go back to the history of music, it's always been tinged with something one way or another, you know, starting in the 60s and really never went away. Sure. So here we are. And uh, I don't know, it just it pisses me off enough that I got to say something, and maybe it'll spark a conversation amongst, uh, amongst you guys listening. I don't know, but either way, I got to say something. Those of you that know us and listen to the podcast can probably already figure out we're talking about the Jason L. Dean, try that in a small town. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll use the word controversy, but this <laughs> is insane. Right. All right. I'm not going to regurgitate. We all know what's wrong with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to fucking sit here and give a sermon about, oh, well, you know, he's, he's saying this, but it really means, yeah, okay. Yeah, we know. Okay. Everyone's heard it. We all know. Right. My take on it that is the most particularly frustrating about this and how it branches out into everything else. And we see it a lot in music, whether it's Toby Keith or any one of these fucking Stetson wearing doughy motherfuckers. Um, and clean Jason L. Dean, who just for the record <laughs> is a pudgy fuck. Okay. And he's a pussy because last I checked, mm-hmm. uh, but about a week before this recording, he ran off stage at a concert. Oh, um, really? About two songs in because of quote unquote heat stroke or heat exhaustion. Okay. But he was playing golf and drinking earlier in the day oh, and was Jesus. proud of it. But apparently then he's a big pussy and can't handle the temperatures, even though every other artist everywhere in the country this summer found a way. Has been dealing with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So try that in a small town. <laughs> you out of shape fuck. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. All right. My take on this and why I am particularly frustrated is I wear my political views on my sleeve it's not, it, it's not like I should get fucking honored for it, but I do. And a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially on the left, are, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe mm-hmm. in. If there are consequences, I am prepared to deal with them. Right. And accept them. Yes. Friends and family ostracizing me. Um, being uncomfortable at work. Yeah. 
whatever they are, yeah. we accept them. Yeah. We put on our pride flags, we show our support. Yeah. And whatever blowback we get, we you not to use misogynistic term, we man up and, yeah. and we deal with it. Right. Right. Okay. That's all I ask from these spineless cowards. Mm-hmm. Fucking say it. Yeah. Say it. Right. Just say it. This is what I'm fucking tired of. Yeah. Try what in a small town? And who are you addressing that to? Oh, I mean. You're addressing it to black people. Yes. Say it. Say Just say it. Fucking man up. It's insane. This is what I can't fucking stand. Can we at least start with identifying the issue and then talking about it? Right. I have so much more respect. Right. If I went to to Backwoods, Georgia or Alabama, Uh and there's some old crusty white dude who says, I don't like black people. Right. It's like, well, I disagree with you. <laughs> Vehemently. <laughs> yeah, but let's sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't what's you? the problem? Yeah, what's and maybe we come to an agreement, and maybe we don't. But we talked yeah. like two adults who, yeah. despite our differences, uh-huh. respect each other's intelligence enough to fucking tell the truth. Yeah. Okay? All this try that in a small town. And, you know, every fucking day I go on iTunes to download stuff for, for our show. Mm-hmm. And it's number one. And I get it. Is it really? Oh, dude, it's been number one for two weeks. I right? had no idea. God and damn it. Because this this is what these cowards do. This is how they speak out. I'm going to make it number one. Just like they didn't buy Bud Light. Right. We're not going to buy Bud Light. Right. Now we're going to buy this song. We're going to get behind Morgan Wallen. We're going to make sure he gets on SNL. Yep. And we're going to make his yep. album number one. Right. Yeah. This, just fucking own it. Don't don't fucking gaslight it and dog whistle it. Say it because clearly the only way <laughs> that that you can hide, you can be irresponsible about it until you say it. I feel like the conversation changes until someone actually says it. Right. Until someone is on stage, a major public figure, major right. public major musician and just says the n-word like right. <laughs> like with no bo- like not accidentally, right. they say something super hateful. Right. Until then it seems like you can just say whatever coded thing you want. Right. And there are zero, not only are there zero consequences, there's this, the dog whistle phenomenon where people just come running like, oh, I feel that way too. I know what he's talking about. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm. It's fucking disgusting. I, uh, right. And th- that's, that's my point is like, if these people had enough courage mm-hmm. and intestinal fortitude yeah. to stand up for their beliefs and go, you know what? I'm just going to say, it. I don't like black people. Yeah. Look, let's be honest. We all have a bias. We all discriminate. We all do. Yeah. I don't want to hear any bullshit about someone who says they don't. We all do. Yeah, it's, it's the history of this country. We all were born in this country. It's right. the history of humankind. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you walk down a dark alley and there's this kind of person who looks a certain way versus someone else, sure. do you do you reach for your wallet? Do you pull your, your spouse right. or sitting together right. closer? Look, we all do it. Yeah. We're not proud of it. We try to improve as people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we do the best we can. Mm-hmm. But we're very, we're dumb fucking apes. Okay. <laughs> In a lot of ways. Absolutely. And we like shiny things and, and yeah. we don't like things that don't look like us. Right. All right? But we do our best. Right. And the way that it gets better is we are open and honest. We right. sit down. Right. That's where Martin right. Luther King did his thing, right? It's like, let's fucking talk. Right. Right. So all these fucking predominantly middle class white people mm-hmm. who are just saying, I'm not going to come out and sound like black people, but I'm going to buy this song and I'm going to say it's great. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about, he's a good old boy. Right. And and anybody who doesn't like it, a bunch of cowards and right. snowflakes, right? We know. So to anyone listening to this, we know what you're saying. Yes. We'd get the joke. It's the exact same thing as the let's go Brandon. Yeah. Right. Fucking say it. Let's just say it. Just say it. You yeah. fucking coward. Yeah. Say it. Ridiculous. So the irony, the, Thick as molasses mm-hmm. in the winter irony mm-hmm. that these people talking about 
you know, people that are pussies and snowflakes and this and that. Who's the snowflake right, here? Right. I am a fucking rainbow flag waving <laughs> right. far left soy boy. Right. You got a problem with it? Come fucking talk to me. Right. All right. <laughs> but you, you can't admit what you are. No. Admit it. Yeah. And then we can like adults say, wow, that's unfortunate. Why do you feel that way? Right. Let's fucking talk. Ugh. That's what pisses me off about this whole thing. Is this? It's framed as a controversy, or this is? It's not. It's not a controversy. It's a coded language uh-huh. by a bunch of fucking asshole cowards uh-huh. who just won't talk about it. Yep. So to that end, so the the one aspect of it in particular that hasn't brought up that I do want to talk about is the you know the fact that they filmed the video, which is fucking just whatever, dude. The song's bad enough. The video takes it to another level. I haven't watched a video. Oh, you don't want to? No. Okay. Let let me let me cliff note it for you. Yeah, sure. A bunch of black people acting up. Oh, right. Okay. I did. So I read about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So note. Okay. So I just, <sighs> as most of you probably know, but in case you don't, the video was filmed in front of Maury County courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, which was famous for being the site of a lynching in 1927. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now is that a, a young man named Henry Choate might be saying a wrong apologies if I am. Um, they dragged him through the streets and hung him in front of that courthouse in 1927. Okay. Jesus. Is it coincidence? Maybe. I don't know offhand. I haven't done the research to know how many courthouses had a black man hung in front of it. I'm sure it's not a small number. Exactly. <laughs> right? right. In the so South. Maybe, maybe it was 80%. Yeah. And I'm wrong. Okay. Oh. But the fact that that's... Why a courthouse? Why a courthouse? Right? Do it in front of a, a fucking above ground pool or a kid rock yeah. concert. <laughs> Or a Chick-fil-A, somewhere that makes sense. Because <laughs> right. rule of law, right? Yeah. This is a symbol of the United right. States, and this is what we're about. Okay, so Ugh. point number two, and I'm fucking rolling with this, let's just fucking go, okay? <laughs> is, so it, part of, as if the, the cowardice and pussiness, and I know that's not a good word, but I'm using it anyway, because it's just how I feel about this particular doughy individual. Mm-hmm. Then he even kind of alludes to, oh, I didn't write the song. Dude, this song... I'm so worked up. I spit on my co-host. <laughs> this song has four writers. It took four, four people, to write. presumably racist adults to write this song. <laughs> None of which was the carbon based life form that sung it. Right. Okay. So putting that aside, you look at what they talk. And so then his excuse when he gets called out on it, uh-huh. which he did. And again, I'm glad we're at least to the point yeah. where you can't do this shit unnoticed anymore. Absolutely. That's and, true. And we know that it's going to be a culture war and yeah. here we go all over again. It'll be number one. That's fine. I'm fine with it. You okay. know why? Go ahead. Make, take your 15 minutes, yeah. make your money. Right. Because we as a society have taken one more step forward of saying no, not okay. Okay. So not yeah. Okay. Get rich off it. Go to concerts, talk about it, have the crowd cheer you. Everyone high five each other. Yay. Nazis. Okay. <laughs> great. Good for you. Right. All right. If you do read the lyrics, which again, I mean, have some Pepto-Bizzle be nearby yeah, if you do. No but shit. if you do, you talk about how they basically say, we're going to shoot you if you do this. I got my grandpa's right. gun. Right. Um, try that in a small town. Right. And then he says it's about community togetherness. And it's about, he says it's not about race. He doesn't mention race. Yeah. Because that's how dog whistles work, <laughs> it, right? It's exactly how they work. Right. Okay. He says it's not about race. He says it's about this sense of community. And you wouldn't do that in a small town with community. Here's the irony in that. Yeah. What do you think these black Americans are doing? They are protecting their community. <laughs> exactly right. These protests that you're seeing. Yes. Now, are they doing it the right way? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. We all agree that the way to protest shouldn't be, you know, burned loot where you live. Right. Okay. Or right. anywhere, really. Right. But we also understand why it's right. done. So, but, and, you know, and without branching into what we could be a 10 hour podcast about the sociopolitical forces that make them feel helpless and that all you can do when you're helpless is break something. Absolutely. Okay. We won't get into that, but 
that's what they're doing. Their sense of community, dare I, stri- dare I say, is stronger than yours. Absolutely. Because they're in a situation where they're struggling for equality, uh-huh. through with poverty, and all say, these other things. And saying, I've had fucking enough. Right. That's enough. And, and rallying together. Right. And they're fighting back. Yes. So you may not like the outcome, and it may not be legal, and it may not even be the right thing to do, but you can't question their sense of community. Right. Exactly. So- Everything you say the song is about, about like, oh, it's about, you know, how in a small town we get together. Well, in a big town, they do too. Absolutely. They, they fight back. Yeah. But it, but no, because it's about his community. Exactly. With, with the big asterisk, the big wink and nod. Right. Right. Which is white folks. Right. It's not even small town. Exactly. Right. It's not small town. It's not South. It's white folks. Right. And all these things that, you know, that they, they, they list examples in the song where we don't do this, we don't do this. Okay. But you do other stuff. <laughs> That's for sure. That's not great. <laughs> right. And... But what it, what it all comes down to at the end of the day is, again, thinking about the video and the things he's talking about, it's funny how for a person who loves America so mm-hmm, much, mm-hmm, presumably, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just going to go ahead and assume the American flag so, yeah. and America and freedom yeah. and bald eagles and baby Jesus and <laughs> all that. some flag anyway, right? If not yeah. The American oh, yeah. Flag. I mean, there's, there's, there's stars <laughs> right. and bars. Um, funny how no footage of or reference to the January 6th coup attempt. Oh, imagine it's that. just funny <laughs> how when you talk about doing things that are wrong and don't try to pull that shit in a small town. Yeah. There were Americans who tried to subvert mm-hmm. a free and fair election, mm-hmm. smearing feces on the walls of Congress uh-huh. and trying to they were actively seeking to kill people. Security people. Yeah. You security know. people or yeah. members of government. Um, yeah. No no mention. No. Apparently that's, that's good. That's fine. You know, I it's I I, I can't find a common link between the kind of things that he had in his video that were unacceptable behavior yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe by the next episode, I will have figured it out. So anyway, that's my fucking speech about that. And look, believe what you want to believe. I, I respect any adult who tells me what they feel because we are all consequences of our environment. Mm-hmm. And sure. we all can only know what we're taught. Sure. And we're, we, we're all, we all start with a clean slate and whatever happens, happens. And we got to help ourselves get through it. Mm-hmm. Fucking talk to me about your true beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. Don't give me this fucking coded bullshit yeah. and then say, it's about America. It's about freedom. No, yeah. it's about you hating a certain kind of people right. and saying, if you come around here, right. we're getting the gun out. Right. So fucking be honest to yourself. Yeah. Be honest with other adults. Cut the bullshit. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, just really quickly from the, you'll notice a lot of these talking points are uh, directly related to our episode on our two episodes on country music, right? Our first episode where we talk about some problems with country music generally and the fan base of country music. And then uh, the second episode where we talk about where here, here's people that are doing it right and seem to have, you know, good heads on their shoulders. It's not a coincidence that this is a country artist. Like I cannot, I cannot picture somebody else with a level of fame already built in that could do that would do something like this it just wouldn't happen because they know they have the insulation right they know that they have the community around them yeah. to protect them yeah but i'm they're militia so to speak yeah jesus no <laughs> or kidding. their clan if you will yeah <laughs> crk doesn't yeah no it, it, and it really i don't know i no. don't know much more i have to say about that but here's the funny thing is when it is flipped around and again like it or not there there was no mincing words 
from the minority side when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Fuck the police was pretty straightforward. It was pretty straightforward. Cop killer was pretty straightforward. <laughs> right. Again, you may not agree with it. And yeah. I'm not saying it's good to kill cops and it's, yeah. you know, all yeah. that. But there was no ambiguity of how right. they felt. Right. So you could have a dialogue with someone because they were honest with you yeah. at the beginning. That's all I'm asking. Absolutely. Think of the whole history of hip hop of talking about this is what it's like in our community. And for the entire history of hip hop, hip hop recording artists have had to face the criticism of like, you are um, glorifying the sort of behavior that you're involved in. Like if you're talking about violence or drug use or whatever, when they were just being honest about this is, this is my reality. This is what I wake up to every day. Well, I guess maybe Jason L. Dean is reflecting like, this is my reality. I wake up every day thinking, boy, I'm glad black folks don't live in my neighborhood. And that's the thing. He's not even from a small town. The whole thing is manufactured. Oh really? No, no. And, and, and the last concert he was at, he flew to it in his private jet. Oh God. All right. So, Again, I mean, but that's that's nothing new. We talked about that in episode yeah, one, yeah. right, of the season. It's like, look, it's all bullshit. It's performance art, but but the fact that it's being used for for this agenda, yeah. On top of the built-in irony of the talk of gun use from the guy who had a massacre right. at his at a concert right. and and he Vegas. was performing at, yeah, he was the guy performing. Jesus. So let so let's talk about guns and how guns are the answer to people we don't agree with, right? So it's just that that it's it's, it's become a flashpoint of this kind of bullshittery mm-hmm. right and tom fuckery <laughs> of right. of dude just fucking just please just say it yeah and then let's sit down and go man that's unfortunate but let's talk about that right that's all we want when i say right. we i i'm not even talking about liberals i'm talking about adults yeah right. let's talk about our differences right because kanye did it yeah kanye sent some bullshit some super awful shit and he is dealing has dealt with the the fallout and (laughs) it is interesting though right like a a person who i would say uh, the large majority of kanye's listeners are left-leaning yeah right yeah and so he says something like that and they're immediately like fuck this guy get him out of here right we're we're not now now whether race is an element in that that could be a whole other discussion i'm sure but there was some culpability there and i don't know was he was he saying those things because he was willing to take culpability? Probably not. It was probably actually what he thought when he thought it, right? And it was on Twitter or whatever. Um, there, that's the other thing is the, the lack of consequences. And I don't want to. I don't want to hear about fucking cancel culture and this shit. If you have a platform and you say something super racist, something anti-Semitic, uh, something transphobic, homophobic, there are fucking consequences. Right. But they get away with it because they don't actually say it. He he's getting away with it. Right. And there's no reckoning. There's no come to Jesus moment, so to speak, where everybody gathers around and says, okay, clearly we have a problem. Country music has a problem. We got to talk about this. They don't. And and it's just business as usual until the next fucking douchebag comes up and says some anti-Semitic, right? Right. Something. And there's what's, what's fascinating to watch. And if you listen to our first couple episodes this season, where we identified some of these artists, there's an ongoing war in country music yeah, right now. Right. Absolutely. So I loved, I mean, the, the shade that Jason Isbell was oh, throwing man. at this Joker. So great. About like, you want to impress me? Write your own fucking song. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, let's start with that. <laughs> let's start with that. Yeah. Um, but there's a definite divide. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, I mean, to make it overly dramatic, there's, there is a fight for the soul of country music happening yeah. right now. Absolutely. And it's the guys who are making I'll say true country music yeah. versus the guy is trying to make money off the hate that uh-huh. it draws. Think about that. This comes alongside like right at the same time that Tyler Childers puts out a video, which is uh, the, the love story of a gay couple 
right? And it's this incredibly heartfelt. I don't know if you watched it yet, Tank. No, I was just googling it because I oh, wanted to bring it up, dude. It, you'll be you're left in tears. It's it's melodramatic, but that doesn't matter. What you're you're watching a love story, and you're watching how it goes from beginning to end, and it's two men who love each other, and it's so beautiful and gut wrenching, and the and that's just the topic of the video, which is related to the song. The lyrics, the song is beautiful itself, right? It's a country song. It sounds like country. Um, like that, that is going on at the exact same time that this Jason Aldean bullshit is going on mm-hmm. shows that there's, there's a way out. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. Yes. Like you can do both. Right. You can be from a small town. You can have a, a, these kind of experiences growing up and be an empathetic person. Right. Exactly. Which is what they think they are. Right. They fancy themselves as the kind of person who helps you out when you have a flat tire on the side of the road. <laughs> right. And you know what? They are if you're white. Absolutely. Okay. Otherwise, they're clutching their, their pearls, right? They're driving by. They're calling the cops. <laughs> right. Yeah. They go, there's one of them uh-huh. by Route 52. Yeah. I don't know. It's disgusting. I'm glad we brought it up. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And the Tyler Childers thing is, I mean, he's as fucking, he literally grew up in the mountains of Appalachia. <laughs> right. And his music sounds like the fucking band you heard at fucking Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> With the, 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 the mouse with one tooth and the big fucking chug. <laughs> he is as bluegrassy uh-huh. as it gets. Uh-huh. So he has all the street cred in the world for this type of music. Right. And he's like, I've looked at the world I'm in uh-huh. and I've got some things to say. I don't think it's right. Yeah. That is outlaw country. That Fuck yeah. is music. Absolutely. That is authenticity. Uh-huh. All we want is authenticity. Absolutely. From, from day one. Everything about what we said we want is authenticity. Yes. Whether it's the music or anything else. And just be authentic. Don't don't sit here with a wink and a nod mm-hmm. and say this, but say, but you know what I really mean. Right. No, fucking man up and say it. Absolutely. Now let's talk about music discovery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So going back to our originally scheduled program, uh, we were going to talk about music discovery today. (laughs) We still really want to talk about it because it's a fun topic to talk about. And we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, you know, going back to what I said in the introduction to the show is is that uh, we do often have people coming up and saying, like, how do you how do you find stuff how, that, that stuff? Why don't I know about it already? And, and yeah, there's a decent amount of scouring. I think tank and I do to find new stuff because we're passionate about music, but it wasn't always that way. Right. We are, we grew up the same way. Well, not the same way. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we grew up in a time period where your options for music discovery were the radio. Uh, they were going to a live show, I guess, uh, MTV for us. Well, right? I'm even going to say no to the live show. Cause you go because you already like it. That's true. A lot of festival or something. Oh, maybe a ass. festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, right. right. Um, or you're turned on to it by a friend, a family member. There's all these great stories. In fact, it seems like musicians always, right? If you hear the backstory of like how a musician became a musician, it was always my older brother had a Who record right. in his collection and, and made me listen to it, like right. forced me to listen to it. And now right. I'm an amazing guitarist or whatever. In our generation, it was always tapes. It was tapes. Here, I'm going to W this tape. Make, make you a mixtape. It's crazy. We like music as much as we do, considering how bad <laughs> tapes take up the majority of our like formative years of yeah. music listening. So I know, so Tank and I right away, like we met each other when we were 12-ish years old and right away that was something we bonded over, right? Because I think uh, we we really enjoy, I think what you do when you have a, when you have a friendship is you share the things you're passionate about, right? And that's, that's an easy one. Music is something that it's just so ever present, um, especially when I feel like when you're a kid, uh, that it's, it's an easy talking point. You're, you're in the car with your parents and a song comes on and your parents turn it and you're like, no, 
I like that one. And Tank and I connected on it pretty much right away. Um, in the intervening 30 years, 35 years, we've been sending each other songs. Mm-hmm. And it remains one of my favorite things about the friendship that we've said it before. We have sort of an unwritten rule. If somebody wants to go to a show and they, they, they may not even like the band that much, but they're like, I want kind of want to see how this goes. We, we, we invite the other person and, and if they can make it, they're hundred percent like, all right, let's do this. And it could get weird, <laughs> but <laughs> shout out to astronaut. <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah. So, and it's, but it's a great way. I mean, how often tank you've told me after either after the show or during the show that like, you listen to the playlist challenge and you're like, Oh, I have new music to go listen to now. And it's like a homework assignment. Right. In I a mean, good way. Yeah. I mean the, my, the single biggest takeaway for me, positive experience of doing this, uh, labor of love, we call the extended play podcast mm-hmm. has been the playlist. It's just, it's such a better and interesting way for me to find music mm-hmm. because I really didn't have a way. Yeah. I mean, it's been well-documented and well-spoken of that. My discovery usually involved finding a new band and then just, ringing out every piece of their catalog. Yeah. So the discovery went, you know, down, not over. Right. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, there's so many artists that, I mean, there's so much that I've added. I mean, I, I joked with E about, you know, I showed him my, uh, iTunes spend <laughs> month by month. I graphed it. Of course it looks like the fucking Mount Kilimanjaro, <laughs> but yeah, but it's great. And it's, it's so much, it just music is again an active part of my life instead of mm-hmm. maybe a more passive one. Absolutely, and and I was kind of I mean a peek behind the curtain. I was you know joking with E like, well, we can talk about this topic, but for me, the answer is the podcast. The podcast, right, <laughs> right. Um, right. Now there, but it, but it, it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving because all these things I do enter into Spotify, YouTube, music, whatever, yeah. and then it is going to point me to some new stuff. Absolutely. So, and that's one point I do think we wanted to talk about Absolutely. is. Friends versus algorithms, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> yeah. big battle, right? Yeah. I've had mixed success with the algorithms, to mm-hmm. be honest. I think it's almost an embarrassment of riches in that there are a number of algorithms working, at least in Spotify, where they can, they can hit you on a number of levels where they have custom playlists for you that are like, they have the ones that are like your favorite songs, essentially. And they're just stuff you've been listening to lately. And they put it, they, they put it in a playlist. They have one where it's like rewind. Here's what you were listening to a year ago. And they're the actual songs you were playing. Then you get into the more, here's other songs by the band that you listened to before you, but you haven't necessarily listened to this song along with songs you're familiar with. And then there's some, um, I think discover weekly is the one in, in Spotify and I'm sure Apple music, and I'm sure all the streaming services have this where it's not, it's just all stuff you have not listened to. Now it could be the artist, an artist you've listened to, but usually it's not. It's usually it's just so, sort of related. And it's, I don't know how long the playlist, I feel like it's pretty damn long. Mm-hmm. And I've had mixed success with that. It seems like my tastes are so specific, probably because I'm thinking too much about it, mm. that when I when the algorithm serves me up something, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to like Young the Giant or uh, whoever. Like the, the, it's a name you hear over and over again. Right. And then I listen to it. I'm like, no, I actually don't like it. I get why it fits in this suggestion model. Right. But yeah, but, but very often I'm not, it's been very, um, the success rate has not been high. Yeah. I mean, I keep getting like Avenged Sevenfold and Five Finger Death Punch. And oh, I'm like, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But I could see how from a metrics standpoint, uh-huh. they would think, oh, he's going to like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, one thing I found about algorithms is they feel a lot like that guy in the office who's not funny, 
but he says something funny once, yeah. and then he keeps saying it. <laughs> I don't think God. There's not I'm gonna anymore. dip my balls. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the algorithms, like, even if they do hit on one, uh-huh. then they keep giving they it do. to you. They hammer you. It's like you find one that you thumbs up. Like, ooh, he likes that, <laughs> and that's all you're getting. <laughs> right. And I've heard Pandora is the biggest offender yes. of this, where you yes. like cannot get out of the same five right. ten songs. Right. No, that's because I mean I like you know like the zero seven type stuff. That I would think that's an endless well of new artists, but I keep getting the same five. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, how is that possible? Yeah. It does make you suspicious that there's something else going on behind the scenes, like where they're where the algorithms are pushing certain artists oh, over I mean, others. I, I don't even want to think because you know it. You know it yeah, is for sure. It is. I guarantee Pandora is owned by Megacorp, yeah. Incorporated, yeah. which also owns this label. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to fucking think about I th- it. I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before that uh, Spotify. Like, if you go to like a smooth, like jazz, some of the jazz playlists, I'll you know, like I'll listen to a jazz album, it'll end and then it'll start recommending stuff or it'll, somehow I'll get bumped into like a jazz playlist. And I hear a song like, oh, I like this. This is very inoffensive. It's very um, background music, right? There's not a lot of solos and stuff and I'll be into it and I'll look and I'm like, how have I never heard of this person? Like I'm relatively knowledgeable about jazz and I still don't know half of the artists. Maybe I have mentioned this on the podcast before. Ted Joya, the writer, he <laughs> he noticed that they're all, Swedish names. Hmm. Spotify's owned by a Swedish dude. Really? And he's highly suspicious that these aren't even really bands. Like we could be on the verge of like, that's just AI generated shit. Hmm. They make a fake name for it and they put it in this playlist and say, you'll like this. Apparently ambient, that is actually, that's happening. Yeah. Right? E- even bands that make ambient music like Cigarose have done that. They're using, um, they're using algorithms. They're using, Brian Eno does it, where they're plugging information in and then having it basically an endless loop of amb- ambient music. I, I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. That's how I feel about that. No, I mean, then then you're not, I mean, then you're not an artist anymore. You're a programmer. Yeah. yeah. And no, then I they'll agree. say, oh, but I programmed. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's getting aside from the topic, I think, a little bit. It's kind of what we do, though. Yeah, it is what we do. Yeah. I don't need to call it out. <laughs> Whereas the first 20 minutes. Right, we're totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but I do wonder how in an age, in an age <laughs> where physical media is gone. Yeah. How do the kids <laughs> these days? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all sharing. TikTok? No, well, oh, Jesus, probably. But no, but like, yeah, it's probably, it, it certainly isn't albums. No, it's, it's going to be songs. It's going to be songs. And knowing this generation has probably a 10 second clip of a song. Yeah, exactly. TikTok. Yeah. And it's probably set to someone trying to like flip a water bottle. And, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, how do they, how do they really get into an artist? Cause it's not like, you know, dude, we would trade tapes on the back of the bus. Absolutely. We have 30 minutes to kill. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And these little bastards are getting dropped off in their mom's Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> even interacting on the way to school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wonder, I mean, it, it, I guess it's maybe all texting links to each other and it's gotta be. But, right? but but how but but especially I mean I could be wrong this could be showed a, a huge generation gap but how much personal listening like people are just walking around everywhere with one headphone in mm-hmm. like it seems to be personal there's there's no more there's not no more but it seems to me it'd be rare where like someone puts on music for everyone to listen to maybe at a party I guess but maybe it's not a sharing like 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 we used to do I guess no and but I do wonder also you know generationally how much you know kind of goes back to our first episode ever it's like are they going to view it that with the same connection that previous generations did or is it just going to be this omnipresent background yeah i think probably it feels like like it's going that way like the soundtrack to their lives in a non 
meaningful way. Right. In a more literal way. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, like you're walking around and you hear the mute, right? Like, yeah. 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 Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and their tagline is, I think it's called broken record. And the tagline is liner notes for the digital era or something like that. And that made that, that set off a light bulb where I'm like, well, that's another part of music discovery that we love so much. You and I tank mm-hmm. is learning about how things got made and what, where the artist is coming from and all that, that ends such adds such a richness to our enjoyment of music. And in the digital age where you're not, there's no liner notes, mm-hmm. right? Like unless you're buying the physical media, you don't have any of that stuff. There's also less, I don't know. Like I feel, hmm. it, while you think about that, I do want to yeah. ask Apple uh, a lot of things. There's, I want Apple yeah, to sure, stop doing. Sure. Uh, but one of them is stop trying to do the digital booklet when oh. I download an album. It's not working? No, I never look at it. Oh, which I know is kind of hypocritical for what I'm talking about, but and it, it, it clog, it's always just one extra fucking file sitting around. Right. right? There's no context for it. it. No, it's just like, it just, just stop Apple. Yeah. Just if I buy the album, give me the 13 audio tracks. And let's be done with it. <laughs> right. I don't need this fucking digital album file. Okay. okay. Cause then it turns iTunes into like a light, like an album cover, uh-huh. but it just, but it sucks. Okay. You know, fucking it, either mail me something right. or just don't. <laughs> so it doesn't translate. Is what exactly. You're okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Without the tactile experience, there's something missing. Yeah. But okay. So that's more about music enjoyment, less about music discovery. But I think the same thing, the kind of similar idea applies when it comes to like how little radio is a part of my, at least my life today and how big of a role it was before. I mean, equal, if not greater than the influence of MTV is you're listening, to, you discover new songs on the radio because, and there's all sorts of reasons why those songs are played, right? Both based on format of the format of the radio station you're listening to. There's all the whole payola shit. The thing you got, which I really appreciated, was the behind the scenes, like the DJs knew about music. And they would tell you about this person's coming on tour or this mm-hmm. person's recording a new album. Aren't you excited about it? You know who's really good about that? Who? Um, on the 80s on 8, on okay. Sirius XM, Alan okay. Hunter. Oh, he's like one of the original VJs. VJs, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, they all are. On yeah. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. But every song, he has a little so anecdote. Great. Every time. It was really engaging. It's like, here's a tidbit about the song. Yeah. Or like you said, it's just like the old days. Where yeah. It's like, here's some information. Now here's the song. Yeah. And I think that I think that's probably more likely to happen on uh, non-terrestrial radio, right? Like Sirius XM. I think you get more of that. I seem to recall listening to a couple of the, the alternative or indie stations and they get into like yeah. what's going on currently in music. But- that is a buy-in that is an optional, you know, Sirius XM is an optional buy-in. It's not the free over the air technology or whatever that yeah. radio is. Yeah. And that was available to everybody. And it was, we were always listening to it. It was always on everywhere we went and it opened us up to like, Oh, I can't wait to check out this new artist. So a uh, uh, pro tip to our listening audience who may not <clears throat> be subscribed to Sirius XM. Yeah. Uh, if you have a new car, it usually almost always comes with it yeah. for three months. Yeah. Whatever you have, let it cancel okay let it go and then don't have it for like a week you gotta let them know you're serious okay okay no pun intended <laughs> they will offer 99 dollars for the year okay i've done that about 12 years right okay okay so just just wait and they will offer 99 a year which is like seven bucks a month which is fair yeah that's a fair price yeah sure 29.99 go fuck yourself that's what the original dude it, it's insane what it's over 20 bucks jesus christ yeah. so but no just just cancel it yeah. play it cool yeah <laughs> And then give them a few days and they'll come with 99 for the year and say, yep, I'll do that. Okay. And then they'll renew it at 99. No, 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 no. They'll renew it at 249 or whatever it would be. Yeah. Okay. And then you call up and you cancel. Uh-huh. 
And they say, well, do you want to stay at 99? I go, yep. And then, dude, it's every year for wow. a decade now. So you have a five minute phone call to yep. take care to keep of. it at seven bucks That's a month amazing. or whatever. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> Could you right now name in the Detroit market three terrestrial radio stations and their format? I cannot name. I can name one. It, and it's the sports talk radio one. Oh, 97 one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taking that out. I I don't listen. Is 89X still alternative? I don't know. Is it still a thing? I don't know. Is 93.9 still the river? <laughs> Our buddy John told me that river does not exist. Okay. Just the other day, because he does listen to the radio. Um, no, I get in. My Ooh. phone automatically connects via Bluetooth to my speaker, right? And I have Apple CarPlay, and Spotify is sitting there. Whatever mm-hmm. I was literally just listening to in the house sometimes will autoplay when I step into the car. I have no reason to hit the app. In fact, it's actually even more complicated. Just find where FM is <laughs> with, yeah. with the infotainment center, right? right, right. In your it's car. Like seven menus it, deep. It now. really is. Yeah. And so janky looking like that oh, screen is so bad, dude. Like, like when, when you're looking at an Android interface or a, a iPhone yeah. inter- interface, right? And, uh, oh, but, by the way, pro tip number two. Okay. It's <laughs> turning into the pro tip episode. <laughs> if you have a USB input in your car, most uh-huh. newer cars, especially with a nicer stereo, yeah. if you have a better stereo, yeah, Put your music on a USB thumb drive mm. and plug that into the thing. Okay. So you can listen to browse through your music and everything from the USB, not from Bluetooth. Okay. The sound quality is noticeably oh, better. Okay. I it's believe not, it. It's not compressed. Right. It, it's way better. That makes sense. And you get the voice function in your car if you have it. That's true. Yeah. So. But you'd have to then be purchasing all of your... That is correct. <laughs> so, so if you are not, please disregard that pro tip. That's not much of a pro tip. But, but, that, but that's ironically what is probably the biggest obstacle to my discovery mm. is I have 9,000 songs on a USB. Sure. I will maybe set it to shuffle. Yeah. Or I'll say, you know, play a certain artist. Yeah. And I, my complete commute, I'm not listening to anything right, new. Right, right. And there's not, few, like every day, right? Something came out, some music came out today. Somebody dropped a single today where you're always behind. And that's what I think streaming services have made uh, concrete for us. What, what, is, what has always been the problem for us who really enjoy music and have always bought music. And we have this huge catalog that keeps growing and growing. Now the catalog is infinite. It's not just, it was overwhelming with the 500 CDs you had when you were 14 years old. It's almost unapproachable with yep. the millions of songs that are available right now to try to figure out what is new. Why, why wouldn't you listen to something you've always listened to? Right. You but know, how, how did radio fuck it up so bad? I don't know. It's free and it's everywhere. Right. And no one uses it. Is it commercials? It must be. I mean, we're, we're the fucking generation that should be using it. Absolutely. The kids, I get it. They're like, what the fuck is FM? Absolutely. And some of our friends do. I mean, we could be totally, I don't know. I haven't talked to like, when you are in the car with some with another one of your friends, do they do they have like and they drive? Do they have the radio on? Absolutely not. No, they don't. No, because I, because I think I mean a big part of it is Bluetooth and people are connecting their phones. They're yeah. like, my phone's connected. Why not listen to something on my Absolutely. phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, no, it's so bizarre. Uh, even though we were, I was on vacation this past week and we were on my buddy's boat and which sounds like the whitest thing ever. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it was a sailboat too. Yeah, but he will. Do you guys not- have little hats with a little anchor on it. <laughs> <laughs> he will he will not tell listen you about to some michael boat. mcdonald while you're out there we did listen to michael mcdonald of course Fuck you, you did. it was awesome yeah <laughs> oh we're on a boat <laughs> hanging out at beaver island <laughs> that's not a double entendre by the way also <laughs> there is an actual place in michigan called beaver island oh <laughs> 
so glad the debut of Michael McDonald. Oh, it took dude. How many it's episodes? Coming. 16 episodes? Oh, it's coming, dude. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode of Michael McDonald. Oh, incredible. Um, yeah, but radio is not an option anymore. So then you have friends. You have what else? Then you have the algorithms. YouTube. Now, do you discover a lot of music via YouTube? Because that has a more... The autoplay, like I feel like when I'm in Spotify, I'm listening to a playlist and it takes a while before they're going to suggest something. With YouTube, you type in the video you want to play and it's going to suggest something immediately after. And it could be not related to what you're listening to at all. Yeah, it should be a source for me, but it's not. Only because of the weird way that I divide and conquer my music consumption. I didn't use Spotify at all before the podcast. Oh, right. I started to, to make the playlist yeah. for us to, yeah. for the playlist challenge. Yeah. And then, yeah. So by default, but my, all my YouTube is atmospheric fall asleep shit. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm getting a ton of recommendations, but it's different versions of rainfall. <laughs> right. Had I been going there for actual music? Yeah. Probably would have been a huge source. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, we have a couple friends that have mentioned that, that, that someday, sometimes they'll like, Oh, I was thinking of this old song. So I went and put it on YouTube because it's probably, maybe it's not even available right. on Spotify. Cause it's like some little bank college band or whatever. And then they find themselves for hours Oh, I didn't know about this, and I didn't know about this, and and the and the algorithm seemed to get it better. Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, by the way, fun fact number one: there's pro tips and fun facts today. Wow, that's all you're getting. It's just minutia <laughs> with tank on a whole separate podcast. <laughs> minutia with tank. Yeah, um, AM radio mm-hmm. is going to be gone soon. I, I heard that. So because electric vehicles create. Uh, oh. Something about the batteries and the electricity interfere greatly with AM radio. Teslas don't have AM radios in them. No kidding. So as we transition to electric vehicles, there will be no more AM radio. That's crazy to think. Yeah. I mean, not that we hold it with a lot of no, but I mean, man, the whatever. romance of listening to like a baseball game or something. Absolutely, on, yeah, kind of low quality, low man. original, the original lo-fi. Yeah, <laughs> right? seriously, like the pops and the misses mean, and the amount of memory, the amount of memories, me and every other probably male of my age range and in, in, who grew up in Detroit of listening to Lions games. Oh my God. On AM, on AM 950. Yeah. Uh, the eventual loss, just how are they going to lose today? <laughs> right. right. No, listening to Ernie Harwell do the yeah. Tigers games. I mean, that is, those are key moments in my childhood memories yeah. of like me and my dad sitting on the porch with nothing to do, but have the AM radio on and listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Kids these say. days, man. Kids, they don't know how good they got. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it says something that we actively that now seek out lo-fi stuff, right? Like that's true. I need that. I need that nostalgia. I need that the the poor audio quality. It seems bizarre. No, but I mean that's and that probably dovetails to a much larger point of when technology gets to the point where everything can be perfect, we start to crave things that feel more real. Absolutely. And I've always been victim to that. I feel like in my musical taste that I'm very. I have my antenna up for stuff that sounds too perfect, too mm-hmm. clean. In fact, I was listening to, this is a non sequitur, but I was listening to one of our favorite bands from college the other day, Domestic Problems, because Tank put the song in the outro, and we loved them unabashedly. There was such a, an important part of our college experience was going to see them. We saw them dozens, I mean, literally dozens of times, and it's a great live show. They still perform once in a while, so if you're uh, local to Michigan, Ohio, I think you can still see them once in a while. The sound of those CDs, which are now on the streaming platforms, is so clean. Yeah. It is off-putting. It's not like you can hear people in different booths, essentially. That's what it feels like to yeah. me. Yeah. And there's no, there are no imperfections. And it's off-putting because, well, one, that's not how we experience the music. 
when right. we were seeing them live. We saw warts and all. But two, that's not how production sounds like anymore. There's more. You can hear the room, right? Or right. at least the kind of music we like. You talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like you could feel the breadth of the, you know. Right. Right. No, it's true. You're right. I, that is, there is something. I noticed that too when I was when I was mixing the last episode. There's something that feels like way too right in front of you. Like the colors yes. are too bright. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, remember that Stone Temple Pilots video for Oh yeah. Big Bang uh, Baby, maybe? Yes, it where was it was shot Bang. on video instead of film. Yeah. And it was like, it looks too clear in front of me. It's it freaking was weird. me out. It was like yeah. the soap opera effect, right? Yeah. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Do you do you read a lot about music? Like, do you discover anything? Yes. Okay. So where do you do you have trusted sources? Mm. Or are you kind of just letting the algorithm feed you articles or it just shows up in socials or what? Yeah, you know what? Well, I, okay, so I guess the one thing that I did omit up until now is Reddit. So oh. I'm a big Reddit user. That's it, right. And I'm subscribed to them. I think the music is a default subreddit, I think. Oh, is it really? And people just submit links to YouTube oh, cool. videos. And then the thing is, it largely becomes a nostalgia fest. Though. Okay. okay. The, the highest rate of things on Reddit music at any given day are usually 80 songs you forgot about. Okay. Or, you know, okay. Alternate versions of popular songs. Okay. Um, so through Reddit, but also, you know, one thing I, now that I, now that you mentioned it, I'm getting a lot of stuff from my Google homepage on my phone. Okay. I think it's a setting you can turn on or off, but okay. like underneath the search bar, just a bunch of articles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. My phones have that too. Yeah. And I'm getting a lot about cats lately, but it's <laughs> a whole other stuff. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But um, no, but there, I get a lot of articles from periodicals and I, that's probably a push you know, <laughs> fan sites. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, but it, but it's like, I'll, I'll be on the shitter. I'll click on it. <laughs> right. And then you hear about something and, <laughs> you know but oh. no, i think there's a fair amount of new stuff i get into that way it's like an yeah. article about artists and yeah. then you know how it is you're you're trying to avoid work so you just keep clicking <laughs> absolutely next you know you're an expert an right. artist you didn't know three hours That's ago right. <laughs> no I, I do find a lot of stuff that way too i i still <laughs> so we tank has joked about him being like the old school person when it comes to buying music but i still subscribe to rss feeds which wow. <laughs> is like a small window in time that yeah. people actually did. essentially i found that like certain writers on certain websites i trusted them and you could subscribe to just their articles and they would hmm. and, and what an rss feed does is it sends only that person's stuff to you and so i still have a feed reader and it's these particular sites or writers on these sites that i really like so much to tank chagrin i'm still you know uh pitchfork is a source of a lot of my music knowledge stereo gum um and they'll even suggest what i've noticed too is that they are somewhat incestuous in that they'll repost stuff from each other and then i'll go down the rabbit hole with these other sites and learn more through those. And then, then, then the, the sphere of influence grows and grows. Go so I have an idea. Okay. That normally we would talk about this, but mm -hmm. you know, why not? Yeah. How about we offer to the extended family. Okay. That we will be. Oh, a service for them. Okay. And they can sign up via text, email, whatever. I love this idea. And we'll limit it to maybe one song a week. Yeah. But We'll find one's like, hey, so here's something that we both like. We think you'll like it if you like the show. And they'll get new songs delivered to them. I like that idea. Yeah. And maybe a little bit why we like it. Uh-huh. Some little extra content. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Might be on to something. Optional. Here. Unsubscribe at any time. That's right. Free. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, for now. For <laughs> That's how we get you. Right. <laughs> and next thing you know, it's extended family premium. That's right. That's right. And the cost has gone up by a dollar. Yeah. I'll have you oh, know. Yeah. There's going to be a free trial, but we're going to have to get your credit card number. And you know what happens after 14 days. That's right. 
And are you willing to call Sirius XM and us? I don't think so. No, you're not. This is where we bank. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We ain't answering the phone. <laughs> Straight to voicemail. <laughs> we don't even have a phone number. Yeah, we don't have it. We do. Yeah. Uh, we do. I we had, do. I had, uh, we had to get one to incorporate. But, <laughs> but it, uh, in all seriousness, we did talk about... Um, using this episode, it's probably a very good springboard to what we've been, you know, wanting to yeah. accentuate, which is let's make it a two way street. Absolutely. And, you know, we would really want and like to see, and E will probably, you know, put something on our socials to this effect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's um, send us your suggestions and let's, I mean, maybe just maybe we can, this little community we have yeah, can be a source of discovery for each other. Right. Absolutely. And, I hope that we've been given, we've given the impression that we are open. Like we have been dis, yeah, we are often dismissive of what a, a certain genre or super popular stuff. If it's super, if it's super popular and I haven't heard it, I'm still willing to listen to it. Right. Right. <laughs> like I know Carly Rae Jepsen has a new album coming out. I don't know anything about Carly Rae Jepsen. Maybe it's fucking awesome. Like, and if you're into her, send us a recommendation for that kind of stuff. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to be some super music snob. And people don't need to feel like they need to out obscure us. Yes. That's because that's not what we're. No. And it's not, it's not even what I do. Like when, when I'm giving you songs. Yes. yes. We all know by now the dynamic is you're giving me things from artists I didn't even know existed. Right. You're getting things. You largely know the artists existed, but I'm asking you to focus on something you might not have known. Absolutely. About. Yeah. Same thing. There could be a deep cut on a fucking Motley Crue album. Right. That maybe yes. it's like, no, I don't have theater of pain. <laughs> right. But there's this one fucking battle. I was like, this thing fucking rocks. This is awesome. Yeah. And the world needs to know about yeah. it. That's the kind of stuff we would love to hear about. We would. Yeah. Because I think un- I think unfairly we get, at least I, I know in my personal life, is that I'm the guy, right, who is a snob about it. I'm actually not a snob about it. Uh, I like what I like, right? Mm-hmm. I ha- I'm just very opinionated about the stuff I like, but I'm open to hear what you like, right? right? And so we'd really appreciate that. So yeah, I'll put something out there on social media, uh, sort of a call for what are you listening to right now? Or uh, yeah, what let's, are you listening to? Let's come up with something to give away. Something to give away. I don't know what yet, but let's find something. We let's should make something. Like an extended play t-shirt? Yeah, like a mouse pad. Something like that. Maybe a windbreaker. Although then they, they'd have to give <laughs> a fanny pack. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I actually think that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Okay. that's It's going to be a fanny pack. Yeah. It'll be an extended play fanny pack. Uh-huh. And then, so if you submit something that you're listening to, and we'll take all those people, all three of you, <laughs> we'll put your names in a hat, and the winner will, will get an extended play fanny pack. Fanny pack, yep. You'll have to give us your address, I guess, to send the fanny pack. If you're the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Right. We will reach out to the winner. Okay. All right. Probably just by texting them. Because <laughs> right. they're one. Cause, hey, 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 dude. <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> you won. Hey, hey, mom. You want another fanny pack? <laughs> I swear this one's cooler. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a hip fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> And now it's time for the playlist challenge. I came up with the topic this week. That's why you're hearing my soothing, buttery voice. <laughs> and that topic is colors, which is uh, pretty easy, I guess. It's uh, not so heavy on the challenge, more on the playlist. Yeah, yeah I think I, I had so many that I came up with in my initial yeah. search that I think I'll po- we'll post um, uh, an extended version of an, our song, an extended, extended, an play. extended, extended version yeah. of the playlist challenge on Spotify and YouTube for you guys to check out. Yeah. So, um, you know, but it, 
it's good and bad. Sometimes it's more fun when it's a harder topic, but other times you have a wider swath. You can get a more, a pretty interesting bunch of songs. Yeah, so. absolutely. So with that, uh, since it was my topic, he will go first and he can kick that off now. Great. At number five, I have The Power of Orange Knickers by Tori Amos. Can somebody tell me now who is this terrorist? Those girls that smile kindly then rip your life to pieces. Can somebody tell me now am I Yeah. I'm pretty surprised. Really? I mean, I, I didn't think you would love it, but I thought Damien Rice might. Yeah, I saw Damien Rice and I was really curious because I didn't know the yeah. song and I know him. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wrote down about him generally is that he it could have been anybody. Um, That's true. The vocals, his background vocals are fairly high in the mix, but it's not like you get to see his range, hear right. his range or anything. Right. Um, and he doesn't have any moments where it's just him. Um, my first note here is that I... I audibly groaned uh, um within seven seconds when they said the song title right away oh yeah there's something about like the title itself had me expecting that 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 was sort of like an abstract summing up of what the song would be about and that everything would be kind of related to that and when they just said it right away Mm -hmm. it was like oh it was so cringy for some reason and they say it repeatedly yeah um that and knickers just generally like i know it's just such a strange choice of words yeah the fact i mean she lives in i think wales okay and you get a lot of just like kind of ham-handed british yeah yeah right like like an inauthentic almost affect exactly which i imagine people would pick up if you live over there for a while i imagine you would pick up some of those things but just sounds odd um yeah so a, a few things um she uses the word terrorist pretty quickly and that pretty quickly also made me sort of go, I don't, I don't like this. I don't know why she's using the word terrorist. It's a, it's a loaded, right? There's a lot that comes with that yeah. word. So eventually after listening to the song a couple of times, I did some research on genius.com and the song is supposedly about the notion of the word terrorist and how she says something that's again, very cringy and yikes where she said something like, well, when was this album recorded? <sighs> I mean, I might be a little bit wrong, but I'm going to say like 2005, okay, give yeah. or take a few so years. So 9-11's not that far in the rear view by the time she records this. No. Because she says something to the effect in this interview, I don't remember what magazine it was with or newspaper or whatever. She says like, this word is used a lot and it's used a lot um, incorrectly or something like that. And As ba- if she gets to decide? Yes, exactly right. And she's talking about that she wants to emancipate the word from its at then current connotations by the way 2005 this album was released okay nailed it <laughs> nailed it um you know basically that she you know it, it sounded like her intentions were good and that she didn't want you to think she says tur- people with turbans which again ugh. really that's in the lyrics no but she oh. says that she wanted to emancipate this word from its its connotation at the time so she doesn't want people to th- hear the word terrorist and think and she said people with turbans and I'm like, um, but I get what she's getting at. She doesn't want, I don't know. But then she's talking about like, she was explaining like basically her daughter who you love fucking Tosh. asked mom, what is a terrorist? Is it like bullies? And basically she was like, she said, it's you Tosh. 
You're a terrorist. You're an, an oral terrorist. You terrorize which, people's ears. Which is the name of my sixth adult feature. Oral. A-U-R-A-L. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Mine was, oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And she's like, yes, it, it is. It's anybody who is. And I'm like, uh, you yeah. can't, you just can't do it. You're not the person to do it. No. So that made me uncomfortable. The word petticoat made me uncomfortable <laughs> for a number, like Mary Poppins or something. And then the song itself, it is a mid-tempo piano pop song, which is fine. It doesn't get my energy going any mm-hmm. which way. It's just very um, vanilla. It is vanilla. So yeah. it, nothing grabbed me and and things only made me cringe. So that's that's a recipe for a number five. Sounds like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never... Th- this is where the I think the decline... I think the biggest drop off was between mm. this album and the one before. Okay. I think this was a harbinger of things to come. Okay. Where when you build a career or a persona on being edgy and provocative, yeah. when you're young, it comes naturally. Sure. But then you mellow out a bit uh-huh. and you need to manufacture it. Right. And I think that's where you end up with stuff like this. Yeah. It feels like that. I can I can see that. Another thing she mentioned about it, the song in the interview, she says, it's kind of like your boss who comes on to you, but you're not into it. So she emasculates in front of a bunch of people. Maybe that's your terrorist. And I just thought, that is a bizarre... Wait, so the woman would be the terrorist? Yes. To the the guy who sexually harassed someone and was called out on it? No. Your boss is female. Okay. You're a male. Your boss is female. She she wants to hook up with you. You're not into it. So as... as punishment, she emasculates you in front of your coworkers. That's oddly specific. Isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, did Tori work in an office? Like, did she, no. did she have an office That's job that we didn't know about? Pretty sure. I mean, <laughs> she was playing club, you know, playing clubs at 14. Yeah. So pretty sure she didn't have a desk next to the copier <laughs> and deal with that interpersonal dynamic of a boss. Right. Yeah. I believe me. There's plenty of reasons for for people to call their bosses terrorists. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But this did not yeah. seem. Yeah. Believe me. Tell me about it. <laughs> Not talking about UTO. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to number four. All right. Uh, number four is Black Madonna by Cage the Elephant. Actually, I really like the way this song starts off. It's got a drum beat that then picks up in tempo. I, I don't feel like I've ever heard that before, where it's like, it's clearly drum, it seems programmed, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like a drum machine, and it starts off in a slow tempo and then builds. It was kind of a cool little effect mm-hmm. that I wasn't ready for. Um, one of the things I wrote about this song, this would be a perfect in the background at a party song. Like, it's, um, it has something to do with the tempo, the 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 pleasantness of the sound of the song. Um, but digging any deeper than that, like I wasn't like, it's not a song I would put on on purpose, but it, it would serve great to be in the background. I can uh, see that. Okay. And for the record, this is, this is the first song I gave you that I don't own. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I turned a corner this time. Okay. I'm not picking exclusively from my library. <laughs> okay. But you knew it. No. Oh, you didn't even know the song. No, sir. So you, you heard it for the first time. Correct. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Well, good. I could feel I can open up and not, you know, mm-hmm. temper my comments no, no, because no, you I, have no personal attachment no, to it. No, no. This was, I mean, I, you know, I wanted to, because we talked about the, this is such a broad topic. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, you know what? Let's just get out there. And, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know this band at all. I know the name. I hear their name all the time. Me but too. That's yeah. why I picked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, there's lots of effects on the vocals. There's lots of, uh, uh, I don't know what if it was reverb or what it is. Um, and it's also, again, dual track. There's two, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, there's also like a voc. It's, it's like a vocoder. It sounded like that Peter Frampton thing going on, but it's both at the beginning of the song and then during the chorus. Um, I'm not crazy about that sound. I'm not, I don't like it a whole lot. Um, um, yeah, not much else to note other than, um, for me, uh, the song's called Black Madonna. I feel like using religious imagery in songs is cheap to me. Yeah. I feel like it's just an easy shorthand to add weight and, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gravitas. Yes, like to to show that you're 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 at something deeper. You're on another level here because you're you're going on religious imagery, which has all these other different I don't know stories behind them. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what the Black Madonna. I looked up what the Black Madonna is. I wasn't. I mean, I know I've seen the paintings of Black Madonnas, but right. I didn't know what specifically was about. That doesn't seem to have any relation to the song whatsoever. So no. my suspicions were correct in that it just seems like, maybe, oh, let's just use it because it's a catchy title. Maybe Frank Black wrote it. Maybe maybe, maybe it was free free association. Yeah. yeah. By the way, when you said, what word should I use here? I missed a golden opportunity. Booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, based on this, I won't be looking any further into Cage the Elephant. Yeah, I think but, that's fair. But like I said, if it came up in a playlist in the background at a party, I think it'd be fine. It was like, it's like perfect retail. You're at the mall yeah, shopping music. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. At number three, I have Goldie by ASAP Rocky. Party like a cowboy or rock star. Everybody play the tough down yeah. shit pop off. Let's take it to the basis. You and them miss the greatness. My Martin was the Mason. Rock my jealous with no laces. Chris now go by the cases. Wait, hold up, that was racist. I would prefer the aces. Ain't no different when you chase it. A 40 ounce to chase it. That's just an understatement. I'm early to the party, but my Rari is the latest. Somehow it seems girls in their late teens remind me of favorite jeans because they naked. I was excited again when I saw ASAP Rock. Rocky's name on the list because I don't know anything by him. Me neither. That's and, why I, I dabbled after. Getting oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he's all over the place. He's, he's on cover of fashion magazines. Obviously I think he's Rihanna's baby daddy. Um, like, so he's at least on a sideline at NBA games and, and whatever, and supposed to be hugely respected. And I didn't never heard anything by him, um, which I think is weird. I never checked him out before. So I was left going. So I was left disappointed. I'll say that like, um, because my expectations were kind of high as some like, right. like his reputation preceded him. It did. It did. Um, it's a very sort of standard. Um, I make a lot of money. I wear cool clothes. I have guns. It's I like, get high. How, how do these artists yeah. not feel when they step to the mic? Like, yeah. This shit is so tired. Yeah. I, like I've you heard I mean? this before. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, how, how are they not, they live in that world. Yeah. How do they not say that? And in the back of my think, I've heard that what I'm saying, I've heard a million times Absolutely before. Absolutely right. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, and it's, so it's not original enough for, for, for it to grab me. Um, his, he's got a great flow. I, yeah. I, I, I like the way his voice sounds. Um, the beat's cool. Like it's, um, I think I've talked in the past how for hip hop, I prefer sampled drum beats and a lots of samples like that sort of old school vibe rather than a clearly drum programming, right. Or keyboards. 
And um, it's got that. And it's got different layers to the beat. There's different stuff going on. Like there's a big bass drop in one section. So I liked it that way. But yeah, the, the, I mean, the lyrics were just so rote as yeah. far as this genre goes. And for the, I don't know if we're recording this in order, but for the second time in a row, uh, the, the second hip hop song in a row you've given me, he uses an a Asian racial slur again. Really? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is, what's going on? <laughs> And um, sure enough, as I'm looking in, again, Genius.com to clarify that I'm hearing what I'm hearing, Mm -hmm. they actually say, um, yes, this is an Asian racial slur, and uh, unfortunately, it's not the first time. For instance, it's used in Miss Fat Booty. I'm like, booty. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I mean, crazy. like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with slurs. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, there's a reference to... um, cocaine in this song and it's not the first reference to cocaine in this playlist challenge or i'm sorry it won't be the last right. reference to right. cocaine in this playlist challenge which i thought was odd and funny and mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know is it telling i guess we'll find out yeah well i mean <laughs> you have a lot of energy when we record <laughs> yeah anyway i mean as a hip-hop song again if i was at a party it's a hip-hop song and it sounds the way a hip-hop song should right his, his flow is good enough the beat's cool which is as far as I'm going to say 85% of hip hop listeners yeah. go, which is why he could maybe be as popular and respected oh, as he yeah. is because they're not thinking past that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's true. Again, don't think I'll be looking any deeper. I, I, th- I may. I think I will just because okay. just I like his voice. Yeah, and, yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I, anyone who's willing to put in the work for sure. I appreciate it. Yeah. He'll have a short leash, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, at number two, I have colors by ice tea. walking psychopath talking king of my jungle just a gangster stalking living life like a firecracker quick as my fuse been dead as a death back the colors i choose red or blue cuz of blood it just don't matter sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters colors. the gangs of la will never die just multiply colors and a mention of crack so I don't know if you're counting wow. your cocaine I total. I think that counts. That yeah, counts, okay. absolutely. Um, I didn't remember that, that this is the way the song started with that. Bzzz. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, at, at all. Yeah. I remember the the, the opening line immediately. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a fairly iconic opening line. I am a nightmare walk. And that's a great, yeah. that's a great opening line. Um, yeah, so I I was I haven't listened to an Ice tea song in forever. And you, we both liked Ice tea. You, li- I think, maybe a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I liked him quite a bit. Um one of the things I wrote down is that he comes off, and I think it's because of his delivery, as almost like um, he's observing, like he, like he's observing what goes on in the street rather than living it. Even though I know he did, right. So it has to do something with how clearly he enunciates everything, or 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 just his flow generally. It seems, I don't know. It, it seems like there's a distance between him and the stuff he's talking about does that make any sense yeah but i think that the majority i mean off the top of my head i think most of the stories he tells are in third person maybe that's it it's just it's very rarely i did this i did that yeah it's more like this happened that happened right that that probably has something to do with it yeah but this song because okay so he says i am he does start off in the first person right i'm a nightmare walk and all that kind of stuff um but he doesn't pledge so it's about song about gangs right essentially and about um just how dangerous things were on the streets and California in what 1990 yeah. whatever yeah. title to the soundtrack of the movie oh right remember? yeah there you go um and so he, he talks about 
you know, bloods and crips, but saying he doesn't get into whether he's one or so he bounces back and forth between this. I am in this, but I'm not in this. So that anyway, it was way closer than I've ever looked at ice tea lyrics yeah. before. And probably, you know, there's a reason for that. Um, but I like it enough. It's a, um, very old school beat. Um, the, like the ASAP Rocky song for the chorus, they just basically pitch his voice in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. So this time it's just colors, 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 colors. Yeah. And ASAP Rocky, they just pitched his voice way down and had him read a, yeah. a chorus. Um, this is still his top played song on Spotify. Really? I was surprised by that. Uh, I mean, age helps, right? Yeah. It's way, way back. And you know, it has a little more time behind it, but that is surprising. It is. I would have thought new Jack Hustler. Yeah. Oh. that might not be available on Spotify because that wasn't even in the top five. Oh, it could be. So that's probably one of those, yeah. but OG original gangster. I thought that would be higher it's on the same album. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I like it enough. I, another funny thing to note about it is, Oh, there's a line that's just really cringy. Again, cringe is my word for this playlist where he says, you don't know me fool. <laughs> you just, you disown me. Cool. <laughs> So lame. Yeah. So lame. It's like he needed a few more syllables. He's like, fuck it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna pause. I'm just gonna pause. Yeah. Um okay, and then a funny little tidbit is that um uh, as I pulled it up on Spotify, you get a little preview of like information. You get the album cover on the right hand side and the web and the web version of Spotify, and then you get an image of the artist, and it has like a little you can see the little bit of background on the artist. And the image that the default image that it showed. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is Ice T Lemmy from Motorhead and the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> Which is just That's so the weird. Super, super group we never knew we needed. So Yeah. I I I I went there and I watched the video to there's a song. It's one song. It's a motorhead song. It's in the sound it's on the soundtrack to the movie Airheads. Makes sense. Okay. And um it's it's not good by any stretch of the imagination. It's really weird in that it's Lemmy, so you got his voice and it which is, you know, gruff and it's all the cool metal things it should be. But the song is just so boringly pop yeah. metal rock. Um the first lines of that song, listen up here, I'll make it quite clear. I'm gonna put some boogie in your ear. Shake and bop, don't you stop. Dance like a maniac until you drop. I'm yeah. not kidding. This is Lemmy singing this. It's just... It's like, <laughs> like bad chat GPT. It's so weird. Yeah. And then the guy from Ugly Kid Joe. Like, and then <laughs> Ice... Like, they look like they look like. And Ice-T is like full. He's got bandana on, uh-huh. sunglasses, and he's stalking around the stage. And he has like two lines at the end of the song. It's so bizarre. Weird. Yeah. That's definitely somewhere like they have the same agent. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, or they all happen to be in the studio at the same day on the same day. Right. I get I get the feeling that the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe, his agent refers to him as the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> okay, his name is Whitfield Crane. I did look it up. Yeah. Who else you got? I got the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe. Do you know his name? No, not really. <laughs> uh, anyway, even if I like this, this choice was a gift on two levels. One, I got to listen to Colors, which I hadn't listened to in twenty years, and two, I found out this shit about this song, this Lemmy Motorhead song. Nice, yeah. Okay, that leaves uh, my number one, which is White House Road by Tyler Childers. Cause there ain't been one slow me down none yet. 
Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Throw them in the river and get your fill We've been sniffing that cocaine Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold Lord, it's a mighty hard living But a damn good feeling to run these roads so before you comment on it, yeah, the way I was introduced to this, and maybe you saw it. Um, That's the one I listened to. You listened to this one? No. Oh, okay. Well, then. I figured. Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I go with the source material. Yeah. But the the acoustic one is much better. Yes. That's the one I listened to. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I figured that was what you're talking about because, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to the acoustic version for like, it was called like Our Vinyl Session. Um uh, loved his, the guitar tone in this is really great. The, in the acoustic version, it sounds like multiple guitars are playing it, being played at the same time, though it's only one. So it's that strum and finger picking at the same time, which I'm always super impressed. Any singing on top of it, yeah. like that, that hand eye coordination. Yeah. And I, I can never come close to doing anything like that. Yeah. Wait, wait till you see James Hetfield. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, his voice is great. I think I mentioned before, um, he's got a gravel in his voice, um, but it's not, uh, anyway, he's got this gravel in his voice, which I really like. He's clearly passionate that comes through, um, the song itself. It's got all the country tropes, but it doesn't feel country tropey. Like it's got alcohol. It's got Mm -hmm. an old road. It's got, um, what else did it have in there? Talks about a banjo. There's death in there. So kind of like an old yeah. school country, like digging a grave or something like that. But it didn't sound rote. And I think it's because of his delivery, because of the instrumentation. And it's authentic. He's it, from he's from the Appalachians okay, in Kentucky. Okay. And make, maybe that's it. It just right? comes across somehow. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't sound like, you know, I feel like one of my complaints about modern country has been, I'm sure I've made it bef- said it before in the country episodes is this sort of manufactured accent. It almost sounds like they're, they're playing up their own accents that they don't even have in real life. I believe that this is what this dude sounds like. Right. Right. Um, the fact that he refers to himself in the third person as red, cause he's got red hair. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really great and really endearing. Um, the second song that mentions, mentions cocaine. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Two cocaine and one crack. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really like it. It's really great sounding. Um, it's traditional without being boring, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is clearly country, but I like it. Right. And me too. Yeah. It's so bizarre. So it's not that we can't, and people can't like country music when it's good. And plus, and he's another one of these guys who he's very outspoken about the labeling. Okay. And he wants to bring back, you know, like, why is it not? Uh, Americana. Why do you call uh, it folk? Right. Okay, so sure. he's very much into, you know, getting into that argument of, well, what do you call it? Yeah, so okay. it, it's pretty fascinating to, to read some of his, um, his stuff. Okay. You know, I'll, interviews. I'll, I'll have to do that. No, I was glad you played. I'm glad you chose this because I hadn't dug deep since our country conversation and it it's really good. So uh, I'm going to keep going with him. He sounds, sounds great. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. That does it for me. And now we'll move on to tank. Thank you, sir. Um, my number five is Green to Me by Hum. Morning image from the satellite is all blue and green. And we've all got wounds to clean. Here's a rag, here's some gasoline. She wakes up fine and rest. 
So my my first note here is that this feels very late nineties uh, in a good way, like okay. uh, like like Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yeah, uh, I guess nineteen ninety eight, and I looked it up. It was nineteen ninety eight. Nailed so it, man. I think maybe I can like get a job at like uh, traveling carnivals. That's Seriously. Like, you know, like guess your weight, like guess the year of the song. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless it's eighties top 10, in which case you got nothing. I'm like 60% at best. <laughs> um, the lyrics are okay. They seem vaguely environmental. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't think I get them. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I go through the same pattern of if it's not obvious and most of them aren't, then, um, you know, I go to genius uh-huh. and, but a lot of them don't have, yeah. they're not popular enough to have someone right. do a summary. And right. then you go to the depths of the internet where God knows what you're going to get. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you end up with like, you know, Vietnamese scat porn after a couple <laughs> clicks. Yikes. I think that has to do more with your browser history. That's true. <laughs> it might be recommended links. <laughs> um, it's all right. I mean, the, the song arrangement and the structure is interesting um, mm-hmm. and solid, even if really no single instrument, no one aspect of it stood out. Sure. Um, but it was... Uh, you know, kind of like you mentioned on some of your songs, it's, you know, very much a, it would be onto the background at Abercrombie while I was shopping <laughs> okay. and I would be like, oh, it's not bad, yeah, sure. but I wouldn't be going up and asking the staff, what is this? What is <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's not bad. Oh, by the way. That's fair. So I will say as a whole, this is my favorite five we've ever done. Wow. Yeah. So overall quality. Great. Far and away. These are the best five. Great. Yeah. So thank you. And yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot here that I, there's gonna be a lot for me to unpack and explore Oh, that's great. Uh, after doing this. Because so. I had some, like we said earlier, there's some I had to trim that I did not want to trim. I'm right. like, I want to hear what he says about this yeah. song. Okay, great. No, so that was uh, that was nice. I mean, I, I think I listened to this one first and I'm like, all right, that's like a three. Sure. Right? But no, so the other ones were all better. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, okay, great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. All right, so that is number five. Number four is Pink Moon by Nick Drake. So I written on a so it say. So when I got this and before I, I started listening to it, I thought it was Nick Cave. Oh, and I was oh. like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't like Nick Cave. I, yeah. We should talk about that. I don't either. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like I should and I don't. And you almost got a retaliatory red right hand <laughs> as a song. Which is a good song. I like I red know, right hand. Okay. I know. Um, but yeah. So I was like, oh good. It's not Nick yeah, Cave. Okay. That was the first thing okay. I thought when I. <laughs> um. I was shocked. It's, I, I didn't know this song. Oh, I thought you did. No. And I, I, I can see why you would think I would, because okay. it's, it's not that uncommon. Yeah, sure. But I just didn't. Uh, I was shocked. It was from 1972. Isn't it crazy? And I don't listen to stuff in this in this era at no, all. No. Um, so I think that's partially a credit to the recording quality mm, of okay. the song. Okay. It doesn't sound 51 no. years old. No, it doesn't. Um, 51. Jesus Christ. 51. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Anyway, um, shout out to my sister who's going to turn 51 this year. Um, but also I think it's, I don't want to say indictment, it's a strong word, but of just how derivative I think maybe a lot of indie rock is mm, because okay. I, I think part of their newness is just recycling okay. some oldness. Sure, sure. Right? Like old grungy throwbacky. 
Okay. Is a way, it's almost like a cop out of doing something original. Sure. I think it seems original in contrast to what's going on, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you look far enough back. It's like, Oh, it's a lot like this. Yeah, absolutely. So I like it. I, I mean, I didn't like the, the chorus, the, okay. the pink, 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 <laughs> Not pink, crazy pink. about that part either. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, but it was short and sweet. Um, early death yeah. from, from Mr. Drake. Um, yeah. un, and I mean, I looked into a little bit unclear if it was a suicide or an unintentional yeah. OD. It sounds like his life was pretty sad yeah. at the end, but they're not quite sure what happened. Yeah, exactly. There's no video of him. Oh, period. wow. There's no video of him. Crazy. There's only very few photos. It's, yeah, it's a whole, it's a bizarre story. Yeah, but it does seem like, you know, the general consensus was that, you know, he, he would have been someone. Absolutely. Right? You know, like one of the great singer songwriters. Yep. So that is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it. And again, again the, um, oh, and, and I'm, I wasn't a fan of the lyrics because there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, I think right. there's a total of like 12 words, right? right? Just <laughs> right. a lot of repetition. Yeah. But the voice has a magnetic sincerity to Ooh. it. Right. I like a good name for a podcast. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it, there's something about, you know, we we mentioned a little bit too when we talked about Tyler Childers. Like, there's an unquantifiable it factor of sincerity. Yes, for sure. And this guy has it. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, moving on to number three. It is Blackout by Turnstile. And now back down with the feeling, and I can lie. Um, first note, it's much more structured and tight than I expected mm. because all I knew about turnstile. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might've watched it together. Yeah. We had an exchange, at least a text exchange or we watched it together. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like it was one of those nights where we just yeah. had YouTube rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, it was my first exposure to them was this live show in yeah. DC or something. I don't know if they're a DC band. I think they are a DC band. Um, where it's, it's absolute fucking chaos. Yes. Like it's a hardcore, it, it's a full hardcore show. Right. Yeah. People like the, the singer actually stays on the left of the stage to like leave room for the crowd <laughs> to, you know, run across and crowd surf yeah. and yeah, and all that. Yeah. It's total mayhem. Yeah. Which we got to go to one of those shows, man. God. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're going to survive. That was good. There's no pit at that. The pit is what I'm afraid of yeah. is the spinning, the circles and people throwing elbows. This is just, um, they just crush as many people as yeah. possible. And I don't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I'll that. I don't stand think. in the back. Be fun. Yeah. Have a G and T stand in the back, <laughs> you know, maybe pull up a chair. <laughs> um, but no, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I, I think I'm going to definitely dig into the band more. Cause there's, you know, I like, uh, you know, acumen and, and tightness of recording yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't expect that at all. I thought it'd just be a sloppy mess sure. when I saw the band. Yeah, name. yeah for sure. Um, I love the cowbell in the song. <laughs> nice. Can never go wrong. The production <laughs> is super clean. Great mix. I mean, it's, it's very well engineered song also. Yeah. Um, I loved this sludgy breakdown. In, oh yeah. In the middle. Cause yeah. you get some speed and some sludge and heaviness yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, I can't figure out the lyrics. Um, but I, I do. It's again, it's one of those ones I want to, dig into a little bit and kind of unpack. I think it's about being lost or disoriented in a, a world that's indifferent, you know, okay. kind of being minimized and like the blackout is, you okay. know, um, but I do want to find a little bit more, but I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And um, I think it will get me going a little bit into the band and, you know, maybe end up buying an album or two. Okay. Yeah. This album uh, was my album of the year 
last year or two years ago. I, the riffs. I mean, there's some great riffs in this yeah, song. Yeah. It's so riff heavy. I mean, even if you, I can understand not being crazy about the vocalist. I've, I've played this for other people before and they've been like, I can't handle the pitch of his vocals. Yeah. It's not ideal for the music. Yeah. Um, but the riffs are just so phenomenal that um, I think you'll really dig it. I have not gone past this album, so okay. I'd love to find out what you find. Now they could replace that guy with John Bush. Now, now, now you got something. <laughs> you got the balls from hell. You do. Number two is a song named Silver by Caribou. Apparently, this guy performs under three different names. Oh, yeah. I was not aware of that. I yep. promise. So thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking songs. Oh, he uh, like times two. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I did. It's funny that again, it's the first line of his Wikipedia entry. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, motherfucker. But the first one, as much credit as an allowance can be given to this travesty uh, of, of naming. He had one name had to stop when someone like a copyright. Oh, claim. okay. Um, and then now it's mostly caribou when he DJs, it's under a different name. I see. Okay. Which, uh, you know, cause it's a different thing. Yeah. I'll give him a little bit. Of, I okay. still <laughs> do just be fucking caribou as a DJ. <laughs> right. But whatever. So the lyrics are about a woman who loved him mm-hmm. and then he hesitated. And then by the time he realized he loved her, she was with someone else. Mm-hmm. Pretty heavy, mm-hmm. pretty sad mm-hmm. and probably has happened to all of us. Pretty, I was just going to say pretty universal. It's a universal, but not often discussed experience. Yes, I think. that's true. Right. Well, cause it's shameful yeah. in a way. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, you feel small. Yeah, and absolutely. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that one, mm. but I love the mix of the eclectic sounds. Yeah. It's everything just feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did not love. Oh, was the, that abrupt vocal sample. That, oh, that, that clip, that, it like clips. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here. crazy about that either. Um, I mean, artistic prerogative and all that, yeah. but I don't know, man. I, yeah. I feel like it really, it's like nuts and cookies. Oh, sure. Didn't have to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, you know, I might even, I might even fucking grab this wave file and pull it out oh, and just enjoy the song. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh man. If you can do that, then there's a number of songs I'd like you to fix. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe I can, I can start a whole channel of like tank fixes it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes you want to listen multiple times to pick up on everything. And I think I listened to it at least four times. I always listen to it more than once. Yeah. It's, always. There's just a lot going on mm-hmm. and you feel like, okay, I liked that, but I feel like I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. All. So you go mm-hmm. back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and my most succinct way of describing the, and this is a, this is an absolute purchase. I mean, I'm, oh, nice. I'm going okay. to start going down this road. Okay. I want to see what else he has available. I think it's like an edgier zero seven. Okay. Which is high praise for me. Cause you, zero, love them. you know, zero seven is in my top 10 all yeah, time. Yeah. So to have like a zero seven with a little bit more weirdness yeah. and quirkiness. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be something I dig quite a bit. Cool. So strong number two would have been a number one in virtually any other playlist challenge and a definite album buy. Awesome. And number one on the colors playlist challenge is a song named in a blackout by Hamilton Lighthouser and Rostam. No need to 
So it's funny the the band name, right? So you this uh, Rostam or Rostam, I think he, it's Rostam. Rostam. Mm-hmm. He has a last name. He does, but it's like a you know like a native you know Indian or Pakistani yeah. name, whatever it is. It's funny that they just like as a band are like fuck it, dude, just leave it off. <laughs> no one's gonna get it right. right. Yeah. And I did see it's like a Vampire Weekend guy so you, and yeah, Rostam's from Vampire Weekend. Well, okay, he, not anymore. But um, and then Hamilton Lighthouser's from The Walkman. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but that guitar line. Oh, oh. in the middle? No, I mean, oh, the, the beginning throughout the, the whole song. The finger picking. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. It's so so good. good. It's so good. So good. Um. So that I mean that immediately gets my attention and pulls me in and it, and it keeps going. Nice. Now, minor disappointment. Okay. They cannot pull it off live because I watched like three live videos. Oh, I've never watched it live. They can't do it. They can't do it. It sucks. Because I mean, the instrumentation. I think the dexterity, I mean, I think oh. that in a controlled studio environment, you can pull okay. it off, but okay. live it, it doesn't translate. You could tell that that's what it is, yeah. but it, it's not as crisp. Okay. But yeah, so that, that was kind of a bummer, but uh, still, but it builds perfectly. Yes. And um, unlike always who from here to four, I will say is all A's. <laughs> I hate that. Pissed about that still. <laughs> um, it's the opposite effect. The more they add, the better it gets. Ah, right? okay. Yeah, um, sure. They, it's a perfect, you know, you have, it, you have where you're at, you're enjoying it and, and here's something yeah. additional that makes it better. Like it's like, it's like the chorus, the choral arrangement comes mm-hmm. in the background and then this, and, okay. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the yeah. drums finally. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Really good. Something about the, you know, the nostalgia and longing of your hometown and an old love. There's mm. something about it. Just, I still haven't figured out why it makes me so emotional. Yeah. But it did. Huh. I don't, you know, again, I think that's maybe the hallmark of great art. Sure. It affects you. You don't even know why. Absolutely. Because you don't have an experience of like having a lost love from your hometown. No, but I I think if you really get abstract with it, right, it's, if you define home as a place where you felt comfort. Yeah, sure, sure. I think everyone, even if it's not as geographical. Yeah, sure. You know, everyone's been there. Sure. The way that they uh, painted a picture. Uh Uh-huh. And then the juxtaposition of the music, it's just perfect, yeah. right? Of yeah. this kind of sparse and hollow mm-hmm. and logging. It's just a beautiful, everything is just really beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it might, this might be my favorite song we've done out of anything. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I thought this was, a, this is a shoot for the moon one for me because I thought you'd have problems with his voice. No, it works here. I think so. I think it does. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it's, it adds a layer that makes it just weird enough for not, I don't know. Like it adds a weird quality to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. No, it, it worked for me. Um, it's a, a definite number one and, uh, you know, another album that I will dig in. And the album is probably, it, it is very well received. Uh, yes. Critically. Yeah. So it was not, a one, not, it was a one and done collaboration, yeah. but, um, I liked it, which by the way, maybe something I, maybe I wish artists would do more often. Hmm. Okay. Because you, you get a lot of this lightning in a bottle. Yeah, that's true. That you, maybe you can't replicate. Right. And maybe it's only good once. Yeah. But I wish, you know, people would do that more often. No kidding. Because, you know, you get two great creative forces in a yeah. room and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. 
Did you do any research into like how they knew each other? Like, no, I think they're like 20 years apart in age. Like they're very really? different. Yeah. Walkman, like they're, they're reunited now, but they, they're around in like the early, not, I think mid nineties. Okay. Cause I hadn't even heard of them. Vampire weekend. I'd heard. Okay. Of okay. All right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but, um, strong number one. Awesome. And, uh, a very good list overall. Again, my, my favorite in total five nice. songs. All right. So that will wrap up the playlist challenge and this episode. Um, we will be back next week with our final episode of the season mm-hmm. and we'll have maybe some surprises, some goodies. <laughs> Who knows? That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, always uh, follow us on the socials, join the extended family. That's right. And, um, yeah, we'll be back to talk to you next week. See ya. Myself and I indeed What he need is a nosebleed Be between the lines And think you see the lie Politically planned And understand that's all she wrote When we see the real side To hide behind a boat And they can't understand why he the man Who's singing about the king They don't like it when I